WHHH-FM Indianapolis. It's time to take a look at what's going on in and around Indy. It's Open Lines, your eye on the community on High 96.3. to change the course of history and decide the direction of our communities and our nation. Be empowered to take action. The right vote gives us the power to hold those in office accountable. Fight for your vision of the future and make sure your voice is heard and that your one vote counts. Register today at newsoneindy.com slash vote. Brought to you by Urban One and One Vote. Represent the vote. WHHH-FM Indianapolis. It's time to take a look at what's going on in and around Indy. It's Open Lines, your eye on the community on High 96.3. Hold up. And good Sunday morning to you, Indianapolis. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. It is Sunday. September 27th, Ebony, September, almost over. Ebony, where you at, girl? Well, can you hear me now? Yeah, you go. They're not. You're using the wrong microphone. Good morning. Yeah, I had to switch. I don't know what's going on. Uh, You're using the wrong microphone, but we can hear you now. Good morning. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Thank you again for tuning in to the Open Line Show. We have a lot to talk about here this morning. A lot of news has happened this week. Uh, throughout the country. Of course, just an hour and a half to our south, you will find the good city of Louisville, which is hurting along with the rest of the country this morning after the news we got this week that Breonna Taylor uh, would not get the justice that her family and the community had been looking for with no officers charged directly uh, involved in her death. We'll talk about a lot of that this morning, Ebony. We absolutely will. You know, it is um, a very clear justice in this situation and this morning we are going to be talking with an expert to help us walk through some of the issues surrounding the case stephanie whitehead of iupui is going to come on and talk to us um she's an associate professor of criminal justice excuse me at iupui to help us walk through this very very complicated and messy messy We'll talk about all of that and, of course, take your calls on it because I know you have a lot to say. We've got a lot to say about it. You can call us 317-239-9696 and you can watch us live this morning on Facebook. All that and more coming up. But first, Ebony, let's get everybody caught up on what is happening this morning in the news. President Trump has officially nominated Indiana native Judge Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court. Coney Barrett would replace Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who died last week with the dying wish that she would not be replaced until after the next president is sworn in. The nomination of Coney Barrett came before Ginsburg was buried beside her husband, which will happen this week at Arlington National Cemetery. Barrett has been a judge since 2017 when Trump nominated her to the Chicago-based 7th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals. But as a longtime University uh, of Notre Dame law professor, she had already established herself as a reliable conservative in the mold of Justice Scalia, whom she clerked for in the late 1990s. A man shot Friday night outside of Hardy's restaurant on the city's side died of his injuries yesterday afternoon. Officers responding to a report of a person shot in the parking lot of a Hardy's at Arlington Avenue in Brookville Road around 7 p.m. Friday arrived to find 78-year-old Paul Edmonds suffering from injuries consistent with a gunshot wound. According to police, Edmonds was a local business owner. A suspect has not been named. Anyone with information about the incident is asked to call the IMPD Homicide Office at 317-327-3475 or call Crime Stoppers anonymously at 317 262 
Indiana is reporting 1,155 new cases of coronavirus and 11 additional deaths. The state's positivity rate now sits at 4.1%. Indiana is now home to 116,549 cases of coronavirus. And in your forecast, this will probably be the last summer-like day we have At least for a while, we'll have partly cloudy skies with a high of 82. Tomorrow, you will feel fall arrive. Thanks to a 90% chance of rain, we'll get as cold as 45 degrees and warm up to a high of 64. Right now, it is 61 degrees in Indy. As we have uh, been talking about for several days now, Uh, The shooting of Breonna Taylor happened six months ago. There have been protests in the streets of Louisville uh, every day since then with people asking for justice for Breonna Taylor. And uh, it there was nothing for her. It's not it's not really opinion. It is fact that no charges, none of the three officers who were being investigated, none of them were indicted on charges of killing Breonna Taylor. The one officer who was charged was is now former officer Brett Hankinson of the Louisville Metropolitan Police Department. He was fired and charged with wanton endangerment uh, because the bullets that he fired from outside of the apartment building of Breonna Taylor went into the apartment units of Breonna's neighbors. So Uh, The two officers who were inside and actually uh, fired their weapon, hitting Breonna Taylor, are not being charged. The attorney general, uh, Mr. Cameron down there, says that uh, that was justified and that the officers uh, were being shot at by Breonna Taylor's uh, boyfriend inside of the house. So, again, the one officer who was charged is being charged for his bullets That went into another unit that went into a window that went into a wall. Breonna Taylor Ebony Mm -hmm. getting no justice in her death, getting no justice. And now we have a situation where people are really tearing apart what it is that the attorney general um, shared when he did his press conference last week. Hey, Uh, uh, and while you're talking, uh, have um, uh, our our Mr. Producer down there, have him uh, turn all of your microphones up because you sound like you're far away from us today all right anthony can we get those turned up yeah we're having a little bit of a technical issue there with you go. the I mics think, down here i think yeah. you guys are just hitting the wrong buttons all right all right you well. sound better now um so with that stephanie whitehead is the director of, of the center for faculty development and an associate professor at iupui she has written in the area of policing and race and the representation of social class and crime and popular culture We gave her a call this morning. She joins us on our live line to talk about uh, the specifics because a lot of people are going to have questions about this, especially as we get prepared uh, to take on the news of Indianapolis's big story, which has been Drejan Reed. We know that at some point that is going to come this fall and that is going to open up a wound that still hurts. Stephanie, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for joining us um, this morning. What have you... Uh, as as you've been reflecting uh, the past couple of days, what have you taken away from the news that we've gotten this week? Unfortunately, it's not a surprise. Um, if you look at cases across the country, officers are rarely charged in cases, any case of police violence. So it's not really shocking that that there were no charges brought brought in this case. Yeah, and you know what. Um, I think a lot of people feel that way, that they're not surprised that this happened. But can you walk us through, from your expert opinion, given the knowledge that you have, how did it happen that no officers were found responsible for for her killing, um, given everything that took place that night? In most cases, there's, there's an unwritten rule that if a police officer feels that they're a danger, that there's kind of open, like, they're open to do whatever it is that they're they're going to do to defend themselves just because they feel like they're a danger. Um, that's just, it, it's kind of an unwritten rule in society that, that they're going to be able to do what they can, whatever they want to do to defend themselves. 
Yes. So with them defending themselves, um, we've heard that that they walked in. Well, they broke into her apartment. You knew, you know, they used this battering ram to get into her apartment. And then her um, boyfriend that was with her at the time thought that it was an ex-boyfriend coming in. That was a story that they didn't even know that this was police. Um, Mm -hmm. And I understand that they felt like they were protecting themselves. Her boyfriend, uh, Mr. Walker, thought that he was protecting himself as well. Um, Why were police even there that night? Because I think that's another question that people have. Um, You know, there's information that shares that they had had obtained a no-knock warrant, and then that document, that warrant had been changed to one that they had to announce themselves, and then there's questions around that. Why were they even there if surveillance had showed them that she didn't have drugs in the house, she wasn't running the money that they thought she was running, and the person they were actually looking for had already been arrested? Yeah, that's a good question and one we really don't have an answer to. Um, the warrant was deemed, you know, that they did have to knock it out themselves. Evidence was showing that the ex-boyfriend who was supposedly um, running drugs through her house, that had been shown to be unreliable evidence. Um, there's a host of reasons that that they really had no business being there. However, the warrant did state that they could they could search this residence and that that's why they were there. 317-239-9696. That is the number to get on the air this morning, as well as you can tweet us on uh, Twitter at Open Line Show, or you can go on Facebook and you can watch us live in studio uh, and send us comments there. And we will read them right here on the air, interacting with you while you are still at home. 317-239-9696. Call us right now. Let's go to the first caller on the line. Uh, Caller, good morning. You're live on the air. Who's this? Uh, Larry Vaughn, please. Yes, sir. You know What's the going audience on? we have now, cameras, the 96 audience, they know exactly what went on. When the dope boy gets up and gets his money bankroll together, the girls flock to him. They let him use their houses. And that's what she does. So you can expect to get anything that you get when you do that. She used her as a human shield. All he done. So uh, that's what she gets. And... uh I don't think people should be building people up like that and wasting our capital on a situation like this when we know the details. And your audience now from Hot 96, they know what went on with that. So uh, let's not lie to people. All the people that are out there protesting now, who's paying them to be out there? I mean, what are they getting? Crump got the big settlement. He ain't get them not one dime, not even a bottle of water. So uh, we just need to second think what we're doing and how we're stigmatizing and marginalizing the black people that really want to work and, and, and function in this society by uh, holding up some person who was dealing crack to her, to her brothers and sisters. Thank you. You know what? Unfortunately, what Larry is saying is is a narrative that he doesn't share alone. There are other people that, that share that same thought process. But the facts are this. There was no evidence showing that she was running money or drugs out of her house. Um, period. That has already been cleared up. Um, And I think to say that this is what she deserves, like, that's extremely callous. We are talking about a human life here. Um, It's been said time and time again, the famous quote from Malcolm X about black women being the most disrespected um, creature, you know, in this world, the most disrespected person in this country. So, I mean, it just goes without saying it's extremely callous. And the facts are there that that's not what she was doing. She was working. And, and taking care of her business. So More phone calls, 317-239-9696. Let's go back to the phones. Caller on line two. Good morning. You're live on the air. Who's this? Greetings. How you guys doing this morning? Good. Good morning, Good morning Paul. Paul. Hey, um, I'm going to go. I just got a couple of things I want to say real quick. Uh, first of all, the, the, uh, the uh, Attorney General down in Kentucky, uh, people such as Dr. Kane, all of these people have to follow the law. They have to follow what was given to them. And the people that uh, that wrote the law to govern us, we the people, was more of us, we the people. And I think that we ourselves need to come up with laws to govern them. And I know that there may be a lot of people who are not aware of all the prisons that they built in between Nebraska and California and actually had put juveniles in there for profit. So the cake that is being baked for us, it's time for them to eat this cake. Uh, secondly, secondly, 
uh, when I was talking about the law. These people, these these black folks that's in these positions, they have to follow the law. They can't go against it or anything. So until the law is changed, or either we come up with laws to govern them, and I, when I say govern them, I mean govern them the same way in which they are governing us. And for uh, I wanted to say something, Cameron, about what, what Larry was trying to say about the food. I was a volunteer for Pam Altmaier, which was the president of Gleaners Food Bank. I volunteered there, and I also volunteered at a food pantry. And uh, a lot of the quality food was going out to other communities, and they were leaving food that the black community does not eat. So if you throw this food away, I'm not saying that the food is not quality. I'm saying these types of foods we do not eat. So if you put this food in the trash can, it becomes garbage. And uh, I have seen witness with my own eyes. It's going on right now, even at the new facility for Gleaners, where the staff were giving uh, more quality stuff to other people. And then you had another person that was was giving commodities out to the black people to offset uh, the difference as far as what they were doing. But obviously both of them were undermining the whole process. And I want to say this, Larry, I started a food pantry in 2010 in Sacramento, California, and you can start a food pantry, and you don't need a whole lot of money. You just go out and build your relationships up with the different stores and different things, and you will see that volunteers will come and start helping you if you're unsatisfied with the food that is given. So the pantries are very important, and there is an offset uh, in anything that we're doing. But until us as a people come together and use our intelligence to change what's really going on here, then this is going to continue for a little while longer. So if some of the... uh, I, I want to say this last thing. Make it when, we, when I say come together, when I say come together, I am talking about the black Republicans, the black Democrats, all of those blacks that move to Carmel, Avon, all these different places to get away from us. Y'all need to come back and support us. You guys have a great day, and thank you for allowing me to speak. All right. Thank you, Paul. Responding to something that uh, Larry had said last week about uh, the food pantries and the food that is being given out. Keep calling 317-239-9696. More callers on the line. Caller on line three. Good morning. Get live on the air. Good morning, Cameron and uh, Sister Ebony. Good morning. Good Good morning. morning. I just got a quick, few quick points. And being the son of a number of attorneys and people in my family, Paul, I think you're a little bit off. First of all, Daniel Lee, and that's why I wish people were listening to Daniel Lee on Saturdays. Uh, I was just talking to my mother about this case. We've talked about it a lot. The critical point that the person you talked to earlier, Ebony, didn't mention when they talk about this warrant was that they used a lie from the postal inspector to get the warrant. First of all, my mother was a, a general counsel with the post office and then went to private practice. The postal inspector is an officer. He doesn't need to go tell the police anything. If the postal inspector felt that he was delivering, that there was drugs being delivered to her home, all he had to do was go get a DA agent and then go to the house and arrest her. The postal inspector, in his court affidavit, said he never told the police that they were deli- that any drugs were being mailed or delivered to her home. The postal inspector is not going to violate his federal job and his position of trust and 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 support this lie with the police. That's how they got the warrant using a lie on the postal inspector. And that's why the FBI is going to be investigating. And trust me, it's not over because his affidavit is very important. What he said is very important. And, and, and Kenneth Walker wasn't even hit. These guys are poorly trained. I'm a United States Air Force honorably discharged veteran. They went in there not even seeing what's going on. First laws in, in combat or any type of confrontation situation is you gain the perimeter, you make sure you have eyes, and you make sure you understand what's in, the threat that's in front of you. They're shooting wildly to where they're shooting at walls. And they didn't even see what's in front of you because the man shooting at them back at them, Kenneth Walker, was never even hit. So that tells you that they were in there blindly doing whatever they did in the first place. Secondly, you can indict a ham sandwich, according to Nathaniel Lee, Milton Grimes, attorney, all the attorneys that was on yesterday. You can indict a ham sandwich. They do it to us all the time. Okay, so we don't want to hear that. It's the system itself. They want to talk about we the people. 
the system is terribly messed. My mother talked about the bad judges in the system. Now, she practiced in Chicago 40 years, Illinois, one of the worst police departments next to L.A. and New York on the history of the planet. Okay, uh, 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 the, uh, the old captain that was there that they got rid of in the early 2000s that falsified evidence of everybody. He just had a report come out last week from the USA Today that said the number one problem that they're having, that people that get wrongly convicted, is false testimony from the police officers. Mm. False testimony from the police. Oh, this is a study done from Harvard and everything. People quit listening to people who don't read and that don't read educational information. I want to leave with this. We've got a bad taste, and you're right, Ebony, about that 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 underlying idea. Because I had a debate at work with a so-called educated person yesterday about that very thought process that Larry had. When I explained this to them, they got quiet and then they didn't mm-hmm. say anything else. So more people need to read and get educated. Absolutely. But we got an underlying current in this community. Pastor James Jackson did not even deal with this subject on Unity Community yesterday. Seems to be scared. Why? Because he's got nice pictures with Rick Snyder uh, uh, sitting in front of uh, the city county building all the time. He's pro-police. Okay, I'm like Malcolm X. Oh, Charles Harrison, same way. He will barely touch the situation. But they're pro, so pro-police, they can't see the humanity in it all. I'm like Malcolm X. I'm for truth, no matter who tells it. I'm for what's right no matter who does it. And sometimes our people need to understand that even sometimes if you think we're wrong, you need to be down with your people. Because Kyle Rittenhouse's mother was at a GOP fundraiser Friday in Wisconsin to where they raised $2 million for her son that killed two people and shot another one and called him a hero and gave her a standing ovation. Mm-hmm. Now you tell me what kind of stuff is that. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Appreciate it. More calls at 317 239 9696 or tweet us at Open Line Show. Ebony, let me just ask uh, Stephanie Whitehead Mm -hmm. here um, how is it that they were able uh, to obtain a no knock warrant based on uh, the surveillance that? The same thing Emotep was just talking about, that there was a possibility that she was or wasn't running drugs. How was it that they were able to get this warrant, Stephanie? To be honest, I I don't know. I really don't. They obtained it um, legally. If there's you know any you know getting an a warrant is not an exact science, so they could can you know say that there were drugs there, and you know if they've got any any kind of probable cause to think that there were drugs there, they're going to get the warrant. So it's just it's a matter of they had just enough insight to to think that the drugs were there. So where do we go now at this point, Stephanie, given some of the things that Emotep brought up in in Cameron's question just now? What are the next steps um, in this case? I know that the family won a uh, multimillion dollar settlement. Um, What else needs to happen? Well, the FBI has their investigation to do. So, you know, depending on. What comes out of that, you know, will will determine, I think, a lot of public sentiment towards towards the case. Um, I have no idea what those findings are going to be. Like one caller brought up the postal inspector, and they're um, kind of taking back the information that, that had initially been, been given. Um, you know, who's to say what the FBI is going to end up doing with that information or, or not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Cameron mentioned earlier, um, here, right here in Indianapolis, we are dealing with um, the shooting death of Jerry John Reed by police. Um, there's a lot of questions. The community, um, you know, wants more transparency from IMPD. And there's just a lot of questions about what actually took place that day that led to um, him dying. And right now, there is a, a grand jury that's been impaneled by the special prosecutor. What should we be paying attention to in in this case when it comes to paying attention to what happens with the jury? Um, Just paying attention to what evidence that they're gathering. Um, Are they going to listen to the police take on the situation more than witnesses, which is, you know, kind of what happened in the Breonna Taylor case. So it's really like what evidence that, that they're going to listen to. Stephanie, thank you so much for uh, starting your uh, Sunday with us and, and adding some context and giving us some uh, some academia background to all of this stuff that uh, just continues to uh, confuse and, and hurt a lot of people. Thank you for your insight this morning. Thank you. So much. Oh, no problem.
Uh, we are continuing to take your phone calls this morning at uh, 317-239-9696. And guess what? The phone lines are still full. So we're going to keep taking calls. Let's see. It is 825. So let's squeeze in one more call. Then we'll take a break. Uh, caller on line one. Good morning. You are live on the air. Who's this? My name is Michael. Michael, what's on your mind? Um, concerning all the things that's going on right now, mm-hmm. concerning uh, 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 equality for blacks across this nation, concerning the prosecutors, mm-hmm. the, uh, turn, uh, the, mm-hmm. the judges, mm-hmm. uh, the grand jury, the law is fixed. They know it's fixed. How can this prosecutor say, uh, in one of the statements he made the other day, we go by the facts? How can you say that you go by the facts and uh, the facts came out that a police officer was charged from a bullet that went to somebody else's apartment? The main, the main subject of this case is a homicide. I'm quite sure the coroner there in Louisville, Kentucky, case as a homicide. Mm-hmm. That's the case from the get-go. The man that they was hunting for was already in jail. So how in the world were they able to obtain a false warrant to, to do something that's, that's despicable they did, just killing a young black woman who was promised a wonderful life. She was an EMT. She was a nurse. She was on all her way. She loved people. Those police officers don't feel no remorse at all of killing somebody. And this has been the case in this nation. This nation for a long time. I mean, how many cases have we got of young black women and men been killed by the police officers and they've been vindicated? The grand jury. Who is the grand jury? They are mystery people. Who are they make up of? What nationalities are there? The juries. Do we still have enough black jurors on the on the jury case? Our laws need to be changed. We need more judges, black judges. We need more black, uh, uh, um, wherever you name it, lawfully. We need until uh, until the laws are changed in this nation. I'm an old man. My time is almost up. The young people, the future for them, just like. The, the justice they come up with that they just uh, now just running to block things to take us back to the 1800s. Make America great. You're, you people better understand this. When Donald Trump says make America great, he wants to turn back the hands of time. He wants to take us back to the time of slavery. And don't forget World War II, what Nazi Germany did. Let's not wake up and there be concentration camps here in the United States. It's important for everyone to get out and vote. This is, this is life. This is our life. This is our freedom. There's too many people have blood, sweat, and died for this nation. We lost three this year. John Lewis was one of them. The, young, the woman that passed away last week was one of them. And there was another one. Those people was out to set the law straight. The law needs to be set straight. Until the law set straight, this nation is going to cut total chaos. That's my comment. Thank, Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Michael. Yeah. And we can hear the, the passion and some of the even exhaustion uh, in your voice behind your message. Uh, that has got um, uh, the phone lines continuing to blow up here as we digest what has happened uh, this week. Once again, uh, people having to deal with heartbreak and, and trauma hoping, thinking that maybe there would be some justice uh, for this woman, for Breonna Taylor, and nothing, literally no charges uh, in connection with her death. Continuing to digest this and talk about this with you on our live line, 317-239-9696 in Ebony. People can also reach us online. They absolutely can. So you can send us a tweet at Open Line Show. Um, or make a comment. We are live on Facebook as well, so you can make a comment there to be included in the show. More of the Open Line Show. It is the most powerful show on Indianapolis Radio. It continues in three minutes. This is the Open Line Show.
keeping you connected to what's happening in our city. It's Open Lines on High 96.3. And welcome back to the Open Line Show, the most powerful show on all of Indianapolis radio. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. And um, Anthony, you just switched her to mic four, so make sure you turn mic four up so we can hear Ebony. Good morning, there everybody. Ebony Chappelle checking in here. Thank you so much for joining us for the Open Line Show. Powerful first half of the hour. They're talking about developments in the Brianna Taylor case um, with Stephanie Whitehead of IUPUI. So thank you so much for joining us. All right. Uh, we're going to continue to take your phone calls because the phone lines are on fire. Uh, you can also send us a tweet at Open Line Show or watch us on our live stream right now, facebook.com slash open line show. Let's go back to the phone lines. Uh, caller on line one. Good morning. You're live on the air. Who's this? Hello? Hello, Hello who's this? <laughs> Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can. You're live on the air. Who's this? Hey, this is Don the Baptist. What's happening? Hey, uh, Cameron, I look at this situation. It's just like, you know, the Trump administration. Trump sets a lot of brush fires. He has fires set all over. And the Democrats that are out here, while they're playing checkers, the Republicans are playing chess. See, while you're fighting all these different fires, Trump administration is setting up, they're setting up their whole strategy and their plan. And if we're not careful, we'll have Trump for another four years. So we need to wake up, not only as a community, but as Americans, because, like I said, the strategy is, if I set 15 different fires and you're trying to fight all of them, and at the same time, I'm out here building my strategy. We'll look up again in four more years. We'll have this man in office, and we'll even be set back even further. Don the Baptist from Indianapolis. Thank you, Don. More calls, 317-239-9696. Caller online, too. Good morning. You're live on the air. Who's this? This is Taylor Bay. Taylor, what's happening? No, it's Taylor Bay, one name, Taylor Bay. I'm calling in reference to an image Okay. that is appalling to a people and it needs to be to be more focused needs to be brought to this image it's in the state of indiana it is guys it needs to be superimposed as if you're at thirty thousand feet you would view this it's an image i know exactly what it is but i need for someone to get back with me and view this image and it's 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 an it's an appalling image and it's been there for so many years what image are you talking about taylor bay no, Taylor Bay, the image yeah. is a reservoir. Now, I can tell you what I see in the image, but I need for you to look at the image yourself. You have to superimpose, you pull up the map of Indiana, and you superimpose it until you get Geist Reservoir. You'll see an image. That image is is the same image of Brianna Taylor's and all the sisters of the, in any state of this union. But I need for someone to get back with me to view it and see what they see, because I can tell you what I see, but it's as if you're looking at a cloud. I see an image in a cloud, and you might see another image, but it's that image that caused our President Trump to elect our, our vice president because of that image. It's so okay. degrading to a people. So uh, later on, you could call me. I don't know how we can contact, but I need for someone to view that image and to take a position. Thank, okay. you. Thank you so much for your call. More phone calls, 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. That is the number to get on the air. Caller on line three. Good morning. You're live on the Open Line Show. Good morning. Um, my name is uh, Terry. Hi, Terry. And I, I have been listening to uh, everyone's comments Um I'm retired. I won't tell you what I did as a living, but I do know something about the law. And, okay, it's okay to protest and march and all that, but we have to be in the right. Do I agree with um, 
the no-knock warrant that they did, uh, first of all, you do have to have probable cause, and you have to have all the specifics. Now, probably they woke the judge up probably in the middle of the night and just did some flyby stuff and thought that that was going to work, but that doesn't work uh, when it comes to getting warrants. Now, the only reason why the FBI is brought into it is Instead of everybody, okay, $12 million, that's not going to bring that that young lady back. Uh, There's no accountability in this country on anything. That's from politics, law enforcement, finances, anything. And so everyone needs to step back. You don't have to, just like the incident in Minnesota with that guy, okay, if the state doesn't want to pick it up, You can always file a civil rights violation, which is what uh, should be filed in reference to the Breonna case. Therefore, you get all three and you get them on a federal level because it happened back in the 60s. This guy got shot and killed. He was a jazz musician in St. Louis. They had it on uh, TV. What happened was the victim wanted to file local charges and St. Louis wouldn't file. So she got with a black activist. They went to the library, spent eight hours, filed the the civil rights violation, filed the charges, and the guy who killed her husband, he got 25 years. You don't have to play and do all that. You just have to know their laws, do do your research. Yes, does our judicial system suck? Yes, it does. How are we going to change it? I'm so sick and tired of hearing people, well, my vote is not going to count. Well, don't sell yourself uh, Don't sell yourself for $1,200. That's not anything. We're one of the most richest and wealthiest countries in the world. But they already have started the voter suppression here in Indianapolis, deleting uh, elderly people's information. My father is a prime example of it, and I got them... Uh, straight on that. You know, how do you do that? If Donald Trump wants to run against uh, Joe Biden, if you think your horse is bad enough to win, place, and show, go ahead. Let's just do it fair. Let's cut out all the nonsense. You don't uh, get, go the federal route. Now, whether you have a good federal investigation, I don't know. Because I'm not around them. I can't see the evidence or anything like that, but I know a whole lot of stuff that's not adding up. I'm sorry that that young lady lost her life. She shouldn't have did it, but that is not how police work is done. You can't just, you have to have probable cause. you got to have all the facts. you got to have the address, what you're looking for specifically. You can't just go buck wild, but because no one wants to look at a, look at it federally, and mandated, there's over 3,800 law enforcement agencies in this country. If you had everybody doing the same instead of some agencies doing what they want, you wouldn't have this kind of problem in the first place. Only thing people need to do is go out and vote. Do I like the Republicans? Do I like the Democrats? I don't like either one of them because they are not going down to Washington, D.C. and doing what they're supposed to do to the people. And for the people. So that's all I have to say. So I'm sure that it's going to be people that's not going to agree, but you don't have to do some of this. Do your homework, get it together. And, uh, and what's the matter with us? We don't stick together. We don't. We are so, um, I don't know. I guess it's a slave man mentality or something. We are so scared. That somebody's going to get something more than somebody else. And that's not what that's all about. We, thank you for your call, prayer. Terry. Yeah, thank you so much for illuminating those points. And, and thankfully, this um, case is being federally investigated. So we still have to wait to see what the FBI comes up with. Um, and again, there's a lot of things that don't make sense. Um, Attorney General uh, Daniel Cameron mentioned that there was at least there was one witness that they had that said that he heard the police announce themselves and now Um, information has come out over the past 24 hours that that witness changed his statement. So there's a lot, a lot that still I'm sure will come out about this case as time goes on. 
More callers, 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. Caller on line one, good morning, you're live on the air. If her boyfriend had got out of jail and killed her, you wouldn't have none of this stuff going on because the people that are promoting this uh, action are white supremacists. It only counts if a white person kills the black person and if he's a police officer. So they're the white supremacists, and they're the racists in this matter. I mean, thousands of uh, black people are killed across this country every year by other black people. You don't hear anything about it because the people that promote the brands and stuff are white supremacists. They are the new racists. They're the new face of racism. All right. Thank you, Larry. Let's go to another call. 317-239-9696. Caller on line two. Good morning. You're live on the open line show. Hello. Who's this? Oh, this is Damon. Damon, what's happening, man? How's it going? I just caught a little bit of the conversation. I just wanted to chime in and say that. Please do. Got a lot going on. Mm-hmm. We need to stop the violent protest. We're leading right into the hands of what Caucasian Americans and the president is putting his fear into everybody. All the, the protesting is fine. All the violence is just leading to the same thing. And we're going to vote this man right back in the office. And that reminds me to remind you to get registered to vote. Thank you for your call, sir. Uh, get registered to vote. You can do that right now online. Um, you can uh, do that in person. The deadline to register to vote is October 5th. Then on October 6th, we're talking like next week. Like this is this is coming. Yep. You can go vote in person. You can vote early. Uh, mail-in ballot applications are already starting to arrive in the mail. If you plan to vote by mail, you need to get that application uh, submitted for that right now uh, so that there are no issues come November because folks are already trying to put up different stories about what could happen and what's going to happen mm-hmm. if if this is going to be different um, and, and folks are already saying what they're going to do. So with that, you got to make your plan. And all the elections that we've had, have never we've never had to say make your plan yeah. for Election Day. Yeah, there is a lot. Um, O'Caller mentioned earlier about um, their elderly relatives being taken off of the rolls. I had it happen with some of my relatives as well. My stepmom just texted me about that. Um, we also have people that are receiving their ballots in the mail without the, the two signatures that are needed from the election board. So that's a whole nother issue. Um, if you're having any of these issues, you should definitely log on to indianavoters.in.gov. Make sure everything is straight. Also, next Tuesday at the Urban League, where we pass out the food that people need to feed their families every week. Um, next Tuesday, they're going to be having a voter registration drive in person as well up there at the Urban League starting at 10 a.m. during the food drive. So it is imperative, imperative, imperative that you get registered to vote, that you have your voting plan for that day, because, yeah, there are a lot of things up in the air right now. Indianavoters.in.gov. That's the website you can go to right now. I'm going there right now as I'm talking to you. And let me see if I can talk and type at the same thing just to show you (laughs) how easy it is to check your eligibility or update some information online. Again, you can do this in person or uh, or or submit this. You know, there are different drives. There was a drive yesterday. Shout out to the Indianapolis Urban League, the Exchange and Mm -hmm. uh, Cafe, the Community Alliance for the Far East Side for uh, their block party yesterday, getting people registered to vote as well as responding to the census all in one stop. Um, let me see. First name, uh, yada, yada, yada. Oh, it's at, I clicked the wrong one already. Uh, that is, oh, sorry, I can check my status. So check your registration record. Let me see. We click this. And all I need to do is Cameron, last name Riddle, date of birth. Mm-hmm. None of y'all mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and let me see, let me see. Back that up. Mm-hmm. And then current registration county. I do live in Marion County. Y'all can know that. Yeah. All right. Let me see. Click submit. Uh, it is going. Yes, that is me asking. Is that you with my date of birth? Yes, it is. It is loading. Boom. Welcome, Cameron Riddle. You are registered to vote in Marion County at your address. Your voting status is active. Uh, the precinct is Washington Township 067. Now, remember, 
you can now go vote anywhere mm-hmm. in Marion County. So right now, as long as I don't move or change my address between now and when I go vote, because remember, it's not just election day, it's election week and election month. Yeah. As long as I don't go change this information, I take my driver's license in there, I'm getting, I am ready to go vote and nobody's going to turn me away. Uh, as I was saying, you can go anywhere in Marion County and vote. It no longer has to be the precinct that is closest to your house. So if you live in Washington Township, but you work in Decatur Township and you know you can't get up to the north side before the polls close at six, you can go to that uh, voting center that is right by your job. Long as it's in Marion County, you show them your ID, you're good to go. Some Mm -hmm. states and cities have made this so difficult. Indianapolis, Marion County is a place that has made this easier for you to vote. There's really no excuse. You can Uber and Lyft. That's free on that day. I know it's expensive, but it's free on that day. Indigo is going to be free on that day, most likely. That's usually what they do. There's no excuse why when we have so much on the line, when so many of you call in and have so much on your mind and want to say to the airwaves that you call into this show, but don't go vote, that you aren't registered to vote. I think we need to start a rule that I'll start asking everyone Mm -hmm. who's calling in, are you registered to vote? I think it's fair. I think it's fair. Um, One other thing, you mentioned this last week. We cannot say this enough times because people still don't know it. But if you have a criminal record, if you have been convicted of a felony, you can still vote. As long as you are not presently incarcerated and serving time, you can register to vote and let your voice be heard. So be sure to spread that news around as well. And let me actually add something to that because here's where it gets complicated. Mm -hmm. You can go get... And I and I would hope this doesn't happen. But let's say you were planning uh, to go vote on Election Day, but you get arrested for something you and you're sitting in jail. Um, If uh, you need to get registered to vote, you know, let's say it's October. Let let me let me rephrase. Let's say you get registered to vote today um, and, and you unfortunately get locked up. You can still register, get registered to vote in jail because even if you are in jail but and being held on something, you can still um, vote until you are convicted. So if you are, that means if you are on work release, if you are on house arrest, if you are on uh, probation, whatever version of it it may be, if you are a person who has a felony or a misdemeanor on your record, but you can walk out of your house at any point today, whether that means go to the store or just go to work and go home, you, my friend, are eligible to vote in the state of Indiana. Let's go back to the phone lines. 317-239-9696. Caller on line two. Good morning. You're live on the air. Good morning. Hello. Going once, going twice. He's gone. Let's go. Line three. Good morning. Yes, this is Howells Bay. Yes, sir. What's happening? Yeah, I'm calling in to just to say I'm a young uh, black man, and I just like to just say that uh, we all need to get out here and vote, unite, stand together. Because the more we stand together, then the more things can get taken care of. And I just know that all votes do matter. If black lives matter, votes matter. So let's get out here and vote, everybody. And that's all I got to say. And I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you so much, yeah, sir. Uh, hold on. We got more folks here on the uh, line. Let me see who this is on line one. Caller, good morning. You're live on the air. Hello? Oh, hello. Hello. Yes, this is your turn. Oh, great. I'm turning my radio off. I'm sorry. Appreciate that. Who's this? This is Brenda. Brenda, what is on your mind? Um, well, first of all, I have already gone to vote. Outstanding. Yes, I think we need to. Second of all, I think until a lot of these laws are changed, and I don't know if we can change them, but if we can get these laws, excuse me, changed, then we might be able to, um, uh, what do I want to say, live a better life Mm -hmm. with the police. Um, You have that qualified. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's a problem. That's a real problem. Um, and even um, I had a car accident that was a, uh, a police chase that I knew nothing about, got hit, got hurt. You can't sue them. So that's why I say until laws like that are changed where the police are held accountable for their actions, 
uh, we're going to be in the same boat forever. I don't care who's in office. Brenda, thank you so much for your call. Let me get some more callers here on line two. Good morning. Who's this? This is Trey. Trey, what's happening, man? Hey, what's going on, man? I'm all right. What's on your mind? Yeah, uh, biggest issue that I got right now is that how, you know, everybody wants to have a big grape and complain about, you know, what's going on in the world, but what, what are you going to do about it, you know, at the end of the day? Because, you know, they're just out here actually trying to prove to you and let you know who's in power. You know, everything's about power at the end of the day. You know, whether it's the law or whatever. The same thing with uh, the young lady in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. You know, at the end of the day, they don't want to blemish that because Mitch McConnell comes from there. So they're just trying to let you know, you know, exactly who has the power to do what at all at, at, at any given time. You know, and they, that hopefully they're hoping that it will discourage us to stop doing what we need to do to stop pushing. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, we have to learn to kind of unify, you know what I mean? All the way together. Just It has to be a togetherness. You know, uh, they split us up in so many different ways. There's so many different distractions going on in the world right now. So at the end of the day, it's just it's, it's a sad thing, but you have to understand power. I appreciate your call, sir. Thank you so much. And uh, I want to say, give a shout out while it's on my my mind to say uh, hello and good morning to Danny Bridges and Shelly Covington, who have uh, dropped some comments on the live stream this morning, uh, streaming on online. So you can see what we're doing actually here in the studio. We've got, ooh, we got, you know what? We got to wrap this show up, Ebony. All right. Uh, And the phone lines are- It flies by so fast. Yes, it does. (laughs) Uh, But that's what happens when you have such a lively conversation that everybody- I uh, wants to get in a piece of uh, let's just hope that this week is uh, calmer as we get ready to go into October. Um, again, I just encourage everybody to go get registered to vote. It yeah. is the 27th, which means you need to be registered to vote by October 5th. So as we look at the calendar, uh, October 5th is next Monday. That is the deadline to register to vote. So at some point this week, you either need to get online or get in somebody's line to get registered to vote by October 5th, because on October 6th, that is when we can begin voting a month ahead of the actual deadline. And Ebony, Mm -hmm. if you could give that information out again about the Urban League. Absolutely. So the Urban League um, every Tuesday does a food drive um, for the community starting at 10 a.m. at their office at 777 Indiana Avenue. So they will be doing a voter registration drive as well this Tuesday. So we can't say it enough. Get registered to vote. Get your plan together. Get your people together and show up to the polls. Um, what happened in Louisville, that person was elected. That is an elected position. So we need to definitely make sure that we are coming out in mass to make change. And the only way that your vote does not count is if you don't go vote. You can't complain if you don't go vote. Please go get registered to vote before October the 5th. We're coming back next week with more of the Open Line Show. They say it's the most powerful show on the radio here in Indianapolis. So we're going to come back and take more of your calls next Sunday, live at 8. I'm Indy's Newsman for all of us here at WTLC and Hot 96.3. Have a good week. Ebony? Have a great Sunday and a positive week, y'all. Peace.